This podcast is gonna is gonna make us free. Space is a final frontier. Come on, let's do this together. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another Flat Earth podcast. I am your co-host for now, Matt Long, and with me as always, twice a year, is Dave from DITRH. Dave, how are things, man? I mean, twice I know how year. things <laughs> twice a year. You're filling our schedule up, man. You're doubling it. I just figure, you know, people have been saying like, when are you going to do the next podcast? And I'm like, it's not quite June. We're still on track to get to in 2021. All right. So yeah, we, you and I just got off a, a rough one. It was a, a guy, a Christian guy, you know, that wanted to, that I heard him talking about flat earth and he had just some, you know, some misconceptions that, so I reached out and he's like, yeah, come on. And then he, he snuck on red's rhetoric. It was the biggest cat, uh, you know, bunny out of the hat I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and the, this and the, the, but he but he but he didn't have him as that name. He had a, a different name. The guy wouldn't show his face. It was it was there were two guys that wouldn't show their face, and plus the guy who the Christian guy he wouldn't even listening to our answers. He wasn't listening to me talking about the Bible. It was it was brutal. I don't think he's a real Christian. I mean, yeah, he, maybe. he's a liar. <laughs> so whatever, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Anyway, so I said, you know, why don't, why don't we end on a good note? We'll actually do a Flat Earth podcast. We'll do a quick one and, and see how it goes. I've, I've got a lot of stuff to, to update the world with. We had, we had a new baby come into the world. What number is this one? This is number six overall, and it's number two between with, that Jess and I have had together. Okay. So it's her fifth overall. Like, she's crushing. And she's 23 now? Yeah, <laughs> she's 23. Yeah, pretty soon she'll be able to vote in, in most countries. But yeah, so we we named him Boaz, but uh, which people that are familiar with the Bible, Boaz is a great guy. And we, we just call him Bo. And he was born in the middle of the Texas ice storm. And so we, we I decided to make his middle name Tundra. So we call him Little Bo Tundra. Nice. And now yeah. you were doing a home birth by yourself without a, without a, uh, what do they call it? A witch doctor? <laughs> yeah. Without a witch doctor. We, we actually, we've done it without a witch doctor every time. So that's, <laughs> that's good. But no, we actually were trying to have a home birth without a midwife. We had a midwife with Winslet uh, a little over a year ago and 
we had such a great birth that we thought, Hey, we can do this on our own. Well, we, we got into it. We were about five hours in real labor started about 1 AM. We got to about five, 6 AM and nothing was progressing other than the pain. So we were trying to, you know, get Jess's water break. Couldn't do that. And so we started immediately calling hospitals to see if they required COVID tests for their uh, admittees. So we called three places, all three said, yep. And it's the PCR test. We don't know, no exceptions basically. And so we said, well, let's just go to the closest one and we'll just figure it out when we get there, but we're not going to do the, the COVID test. So we get in, they put Jess on the table and she is, for those of you scoring at home, she's nine and a half centimeters dilated, about to have the baby and screaming amounts of pain. She was a warrior, by the way, and come to find out the baby was turned a couple different ways and there were a couple different things preventing a smooth birth. So we're really glad we went into the hospital, but we're probably, you know, they break her water and we're probably 20 minutes from having the baby and they're like, oh, we forgot the, the swab. And so the lady comes in with the, you know, looks like a, a Q-tip about a half a mile long, you know? And she comes into the room and we're like, whoa, whoa, sorry, we're, we're not doing that. And they're like, you have to. And we're like, well, we're not. And they said, well, it, it's required. There's, there's no exceptions. And we said, well, uh, are you not going to deliver the baby if we don't? Like, you're not even going to find out the results until after the child is born. So they said, well, good you argument. have to do it. And we said, well, right, good argument. So uh, I go, that's her blood all over the floor right there, right? So, but um that we say lovely, well, what happens lovely. If, thank you thank you <laughs> right yeah that's why we're not doing you know you want to do you know face to face that's why because <laughs> I, I would go i would go like dave weiss and you know I'd, I'd put the the background with my green screen i'd show you all the pictures but i'm not so we say finally okay well what happens if we just don't and they said well, we have to treat you like a positive and we're like well what does that look like and by the way this is between contractions right like just as an agony and they say, well, we'll have to treat you like a positive. It means you can't leave your room while you're here. And we're okay. like, fine. Yeah, we're like, done. Well, we're just going to stroll around the, the hospital, you know? So we're like, done. Okay. And they're like, well, you're putting us all at risk. I'm like, okay, sure. Fine. Yeah, wait, wait. How's that putting you at risk? Because they're going to deliver the baby with before the results come back. There's no logic, Dave. There's no logic. Wow. There so, is no lot. The world has gone total right. retard. But here's what they did. Jess was in so much pain. She actually said she wanted a, what's it called? Where you get the epidural. Yeah. She said she wanted an epidural. Because me with she, all, all the maternity yes. terms. Right. Right. And you know, from the witch doctor, they give epidurals all the time. So she wanted an epidural because she was in so much pain. And they said, if you don't take the COVID test, you can't have any pain meds. That's bullshit. They made that up on the spot just to torture you. <laughs> and she said, fine, no pain meds. And she went ahead and delivered the baby. So someone who is, um, convicted enough to never want an epidural was in so much pain that she wanted an epidural, but because they were leveraging the COVID test, she said, no, I, it was, it was probably one of her most admirable moments in the history of our marriage. That's epic. That's, that's yeah, an epic, it was, epic story. It was totally epic. So we had the baby, everything's perfect. And except for like, no one was watching when the baby came. Like I hear Jess going baby, baby. And I look and the, the baby's head's coming out and no, the baby almost hit the floor. You know, no one was over there to catch it. But <laughs> uh, anyways, baby was well, born. You weren't there to catch it. I, I, I was about to step in. 
I was I was so close to stepping in. I hadn't scrubbed in though. So um, baby's born, beautiful baby boy, everything's perfect. And, you know, we start going through the process of denying all the vaccines, all the conversations we were looking forward to not having by having the baby at home. We ended up having them, but actually, you know, everyone was great. Everyone was great except the pediatrician, the female pediatrician who wanted to argue about the why we weren't doing vitamin K and and all the, and testing for strep B. And but you did she wanted the hep- you did give them the hepatitis vaccine, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. We did not. I mean, with a name like Bo, he could be with some strippers. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, I think everything's fine, and, and we didn't. And you know the the pediatrician wanted to know why, and we simply said, "Well, we just refused them because if you don't give them a reason why, there's nothing for them to argue with, right?" So we said, "We're we're just refusing them." And then you know, so you don't give them a reason. You just say we're refusing them. Refusing it, and then Jeff went. Jess went a little bit further. She went and said, "Well, my mother was a was a nurse. My grandfather was a um, a doctor, and my brother's a doctor, and we just disagree on the facts." And that's when the lady was like, "I've been doing this for fifteen years," and blah blah blah. Anyways, so because we didn't do the strep B test. They wanted us to stay in the hospital an extra 12 hours if we actually wanted to get discharge papers. And we have certain things that are revolving around us that we just decided, you know what, let's just stay a little longer and we'll, we'll just get the paper. So nothing looks so fishy. you didn't get the test and they wanted you to stay now. The, the, they, first they won't let you in. Right. Now they want you to stay. Right. Well, after the COVID, after refusing it, it was like it never came up again. There was nothing marked in our file. I came and went a couple times, even though I wasn't supposed to. Like, yeah, I had to go home and check on the kids who were being watched by my brother and, and sister-in-law. I came back. Like, no one was watching our room. It was like, um, have you ever seen V for Vendetta? Yeah. Okay. You know, he puts her through, like, she thinks she's in prison, right? And then one day the door just opens up and she walks out and no one's watching her. There's no guards anymore. That's how it felt. Like I walked out and, and no one was making sure that, that I wasn't leaving anyway. So totally stupid, but yeah, we rocked it. We went into the lion's den and, you know, one thing that I've come to find out is in these situations where they're trying to force things on you, if, if you just in your soul, know that you will never do it, eventually you'll get past it without having to do it. Like it just, it works its way out. If you just say no, and these are and not, you're not the droids you're looking for, right? right. And you're not going <laughs> to waver. You're not going to say, well, if they push really hard, then I will. Well, then you're going to cave every time because they're going to push really hard. Yeah, so, there's no, there's no option. I get it. Did you try right. to flat smack any of them during the delivery or the vaccine push or the COVID test push? No, no, it was, we were trying Very to kind of stay under. Yeah, I know. We were trying to stay under the radar, you know, the big, the big confrontation with the COVID uh, test was, was our big one. And, and what was really awesome was we actually had a nurse who, who was in there witnessing it, who obviously knew our, our stance and some of that stuff. And she came in and, and said, you know, asked if we had any, like, uh, ev- you know, cause Jess, we were, we were in Canada when we, mo- for most of the pregnancy and they wanted to know if we had, what is it like doctor's visits notes from, from the baby. We're like, well, we, we didn't do any doctor's visits. We had, we had a midwife and they're like, well, do you have any record of it? And at first we said no, but then we remembered we did, but because we said no at first, they were saying they wanted to bag the baby and collect all of its excrement excrement 
so that they could dispose of it properly or, or something like that. And so the nurse came in and told us this and she said, but, you know, so they want to bag the baby and all this stuff. What does bag the baby mean? Put the baby I, in a I bag? Actually, I, I would assume that's what it means. Maybe what? some kind of advanced version of putting a baby in a bag. I don't know. I've, I've uh, never heard of it. Did you but, let them take the placenta? Yes, unfortunately. Yes. So um, it was just, we were dealing with quite a bit of confrontation at the time. And you're in the middle of an ice storm. And in the middle of an ice storm. Yeah. It felt like we were in Canada driving, you know, it was like six inches of snow driving to the driving to the hospital. And it was the coldest night. It was colder there than it was in Canada that night. And so the, the lady comes in, she's like, they want, you know, to put a bag on your baby, but you actually have to agree to that. You know, like she told it like kind of softly, like, they need your consent in order to do that. So they don't, they don't, won't actually do it if you don't want them to. So it was, well, I don't understand an, the bag on a baby, put the baby in like a freaking duffel bag. I think it's like a Walmart bag, you know, <laughs> like one of those plastic bags. I would assume, I would assume it's like a Walmart bag. I don't get it. I don't, so, I don't, or, get, this, I don't get this world. This world is an upside down world, dude. Maybe it's like one of those nicer Trader Joe's bags. I know you, you haven't been there. Gravity. Lot, probably. Right. Right. So, you know, you brought up that we were, we were driving in the snow. It was totally surreal walking outside in front of our house in Texas and hearing the crush of snow underneath our feet. It was so weird. And, you know, we, we ended up naming him Tundra. Jess and I, you know, his middle name, Jess and I were arguing over middle names because I wanted something that like commemorated the, the snow, the moment. And so I was wanting Snowden. I thought Snowden would be an awesome middle name. Right. But she, she did she just wasn't really up to speed on, on who Snowden was. So uh, we, we ended up with Tundra and, and I think it ended up good. All right. Nice story. Nice story. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Just, so I hear that uh, your workmate, your partner. Yes. Got yeah. some new information that he didn't know he, before. First, how did your, how does your, was it your boss or your partner? How did he not know you were flat earther all this time? All right. So I got a really good buddy who has a PhD in physics, by the way, who I met on my way to Japan one day. I was I was doing some business work in Japan and I happened to sit next to him on the flight. We came buddies really quick and hung out in Japan a lot. And he's from Dallas. So we, we do see each other, um, you know, every, every once in a while and we keep in touch. And we've started um, we're about to do a, a CBD oil business together. And he messaged me one day. He's like, Hey, uh, are you a flat earther by chance? And I had just never talked to him about it. We had talked about business. We had talked about. All right. So this is your, your regular job. This is a, no, different, this is, a different job. This different is my regular job. If someone has to be living under a rock to not know I'm a flat earther at my regular job, I, all right. I, I, I wear that on my sleeve. I, in fact, I gave them all books, which we'll talk about. I, and, I've and, finished and, my and, book. And for those people that don't know, you're in the, you do construction planning and thank God you're yeah. a flat earther, otherwise everything would fall down. Could you imagine if, if I, if I had these people designing buildings for a spinning ball, like it would, <laughs> it would all just fall over. Unbelievable. So yes. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in consulting in, in the construction industry, pricing and estimating of, of high rises is my specialty, multifamily specifically. So that's what I do. If anybody needs help consulting, just uh, shoot me an email info at woke.town and we'll, we'll get you helped out there. Anyways, um, CBD oil business. And we, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. We just, 
he has a PhD in physics. I've never, I thought maybe it was like a dream of his that, that I would crush if I, if I talked about the globe, you know? So um, now that we're going to be hanging out more, it's, it's, it was only a matter of time before it came out. Right. So he, he sends me that message and I was like, uh, yes. How he told me that he had an old physics acquaintance, acquaintance of him, of his send him a link to a video and said, Hey, what do you think of this? And it was, it w- I wasn't even in the video. I think it might've been the do not watch this video. Cause he said, he heard my voice and he knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, wait, the buddy that sent it to him didn't know that that was his partner. He, his buddy was no, truly no idea. Him a flat earth video and it happened to be yours. That's correct. And, and I wasn't even, my face wasn't even in it. It was just my voice. <laughs> <laughs> totally unbelievable. And so, so what happens? <laughs> what do you think? Does he, does he, so, Oh, he had a, he had a, you know, I, I talked to him about astronomy specifically and how astronomy, unlike other sciences, which are um, most sciences are experimental sciences. You can do experiments. Astronomy is highly observational, right? So what happens is you pick a theory and that theory is, is your law until that theory is disproven until something uh, comes that's in contradiction to that wait theory. A minute, wait a minute. <clears throat> Neil deGrasse Tyson says the science is settled. Right. Yeah. But, uh, we, we don't watch his channel anymore. So So anyways, we, so we had a great conversation. He's like, look, I'm a, I'm an open-minded guy. I'm, I'm always open to learning something new. I, you know, we'll all, it'll be fun passing stuff back and forth. So he had, he had a great, uh, he had a great attitude. All right. So he's in, he's already a flat earther. He doesn't know it yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're all flat earthers, right? Just some people, some people don't know it. So do you want to hear about my flattening Skype group call that I was doing, you know about I that, would right? lo- Yeah, I, I know about it. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear about it. So, uh, so I started a uh, patron only uh, group call where, you know, what's the biggest problem flat earthers have? They, they don't have people to talk to people make fun of them. They either their spouse, partner, kids, or their friends are like, Oh, flat earth is stupid. And a lot of people aren't able to convince them. So I was going to do a group call where, Hey, uh, join the Patreon. I'll give you the link and you can give it to as many people as you want. Bring them all on the show and have them ask questions. And I'm offering a Bitcoin for one proof of the globe. If you need something to entice them to come. I think it's a great idea. It's, it's just, I think it's almost as good an idea as your app. Did it last Friday, a couple of days ago and about 40 some odd people showed up. Two of them were questioning the globe. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, let me say, I didn't say that right. Two of them were globers where they were just like, wait a minute, what's, what's up with this flat earth? They weren't like hardcore globers. Everyone else was a flat earther. I'm like, that's amazing. Just hanging out. To, I'm like another <laughs> friggin' flat earther. Right. So, so Rose was moderating. So Rose opens up the clubhouse app on her end, which is uh, it's an iPhone app where people can jump on and, and literally be, create these rooms where people can talk and ask questions. So she opens it up and, and bringing people on and hold, you know, holding it up to the microphone and every single person that came on was a flat earther. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, it's like the main problem with network marketing when you, you have these meetings and the only people that show up, you know, it's like 50 people that are in the business and then two guests started to panic. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to be out of a job. You know, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I like to go on shows where people are are, are globers and there's like, like are there none left. Or is it all flat earthers? It's working. <laughs> Your app did it. Your app did it. Dave. I have to say something. The app is doing it because I'm so many people are like, yeah, it was your app that woke me up. You know, someone gave me your app. 
So yeah, that is so gift funny. My app, gift my that app, is- gift my app. If everyone gifted my app, you know, a couple of things would happen. One, the entire world would wake up and we'd be out of this tyranny. And two, I'd be filthy rich. Yeah, and you could probably run for political office of some kind. <laughs> Why would I do that? I'm moving to the Caribbean. As soon as the whole <laughs> world wakes up to flat earth, I'm gone. I'm kite surfing. I'm going to be in the Caribbean on a beach, hanging out on my hammock, eating bananas. That is that is so funny. You know, you talk about making a difference. Like we we go to church at Open Door Church in Burleson, Texas, if anyone ever wants to join us there whenever we're in town. But one, one Sunday, we decided to go check out Mercy Culture, which is this really awesome church near downtown Fort Worth in the Oakhurst area. I, I've never been there before. I walk into this incredible worship service where they're just like going off. And this dude comes up to me and goes, hey, Matt Long. I go, yeah. He goes, I'm a flat earther because of you. And he gives me a big hug. It was so awesome. He listens to the podcast. And it was it was just really cool. So I went to a New York City freedom anti-mask, anti-medical tyranny rally in Union Square. Pro-freedom. Pro-freedom. And uh, there was a cast of New York City characters, along with a bunch of uh, people that, you know, wanted to make a message, but it wasn't the biggest protest. But while I was there talking uh, truth with some people, a couple people came up to me. One black girl was like, you on YouTube, you a YouTube guy, <laughs> flat earth. I mean, it could have been my giant, you live here, flat earth dome sweatshirt I was wearing, <laughs> but, but, uh, and a couple other people recognize me. So we are making a difference. You know, it is, it is nice uh-huh. to see that people are waking up and, uh, and, and a lot, a lot of people are coming out of their shells where they're having the courage to talk to other people, or at least to send them the app blindly. Two things off of that. One, I'm sorry that it's still hoodie season where you are. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> Actually, and yeah, it was. Is it, is, it, is it warming up? Is it yeah, almost screw you cold? in Mexico? Yeah, where are you on. going? Where are you going? No, no, no. Don't don't talk about it. It's all not right. for sure yet. All right. All right. All right. Um, well, well, once we're there, maybe then we'll talk. What, about wait, it, is, but... is the reason you're in Mexico? I can say that because Canada's a mess and you don't want to go back. Yeah, absolutely. Like okay. we, we're trying to get as far away from Canada as we can. I mean, the, the they love COVID and communism. That's that's what they do. And you know, speaking of COVID, wow. I, I had a, a number of of things come up with the vaccine lately. I've had a number of people in my circle that have had reactions to the vaccine, and uh, I'll just start with my let's see, my sister in law's grandfather recently died after after taking the vaccine. How long um, after? It was two weeks, but not, his, not related. His, oh yeah, right. His his symptoms started almost immediately after. He was a perfectly healthy guy who never struggled with. How old? Uh, oh, I would say in his eighties. All right. And old age and wasn't the vaccine. Old age, right? Old age wasn't the vaccine. I, I saw Conspiracy Castle uh, do that live show he did at that uh, some club. And oh yeah, <laughs> and he, you know he, he talks about the Tuskegee deal. That, that's he's hot on that right now. Yeah, and because it was a Black History Month in in February, and so anyways, two of my favorite stats are one: less people died in 2020 than 2019, and the average age of people who die of COVID is older than the average age of just general death in the United States by three years. <laughs> So if you get COVID, you actually live three years longer than the average lifespan. Amazing. 
so so yes so my uh, unfortunately my sister-in-law's grandfather my mother has a or my parents have a neighbor who we were staying at their house the neighbor comes over and starts talking to us about how she has this weird brain swelling going on and how three doctors from the CDC have flown in to study her. Oh, uh, they nice. think it, they, they're, they're telling her it may be some kind of tick or a mosquito. Yeah. And I said, well, did you get the COVID vaccine? She goes, Oh yeah, I got both of those, but they're sure that it's not that. And I was like, interesting that three CDC doctors have flown in to study you and, and are sure that it's not the vaccine, but they don't know what it is. Matt, how many people worldwide die every day per day? Uh, on average for tuberculosis? Uh, I hope you know the answer because I Over 3,000. How about hepatitis B? Um, 2,400. Pneumonia. Take a guess. 2,000. 2,216. I saw a pattern, so I, I saw it going down a little bit. Right. Um, malaria, 2,000. Uh, I can't even pronounce that one. 1,600. Seasonal flu, 1,230. Um, nor nor norovirus five hundred forty eight whooping cough four forty right cholera three ninety two men meningitis three seventy nine we're not down to covid yet measles <laughs> seven forty seven uh, two forty seven rabies one sixty two rabies yellow, beats covid yellow fever eighty two and covid and they're lying inflating yeah right 56 okay how come the world doesn't shut down for all those uh, other things wow all i know is my new band name is rabies beats covid <laughs> rabies beats covid <laughs> nice okay so i'll i'll continue on so my parents were in palm springs and there was someone there who got there were two people there that got the vaccine one person lost their short term memory gone literally gone I don't know if they've gotten it back. The other person would not come out of their motorhome have COVID. For, two, for two weeks. Yeah, I, you've got King to Cot. Something it's it's rarer. It's very. In it's, fact, it's like COVID. King to Cot. It's right between rabies and COVID. All right, go ahead. So uh, yeah, so I, th I think I mentioned those are the four that I know. So loss of short term memory, brain swelling. She'll probably die. Uh, death. And then um, someone was so sick, they couldn't come out of the motorhome for two weeks while they were there at Palm Springs. So yeah, pretty crazy. I don't get this world, man. I, I don't either. I don't either. You know, you're asking about us getting as far away from Canada. And I don't know if it was so much getting far away as it was just scared to go back in because they're, you know, they're wanting to require all these things of reentry, like uh, not just a, not just a PCR test to fly, but also a PCR test once you arrive and you have to stay in one of their designated hotels until you get your PCR results. Crazy. Which, Seri which go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, it brings me to this guy, Chris Guy, who you say you've been following. The guy is a, a full on patriot. So yeah. Tell us about Chris Guy. Chris Guy, he's the guy that was in the airport and for Canada saying, I'm not going to take the test. No, screw yourself. And I don't have to. And he basically left the airport and he was yelling at everybody, telling everybody, most people have seen it. Um, that they don't have yeah. to take the test and they don't have to quarantine. And um, yeah, he said that it's, it's a, it's a violation of the charter of rights, which would be the Canadian constitution. And it's also a violation of the quarantine act because they are requiring a test that involves them having to invasively go into your body. 
which yeah. the PCR test is. It's the, it's the big swab, but yeah, he is awesome. Follow him on Instagram. He goes live the other night. He was pulling into his house and uh, 20 cop cars tried to get him and he wouldn't get out of the car. He went live and he had like, you know, several thousand people live and he's like, call nine one one. If you're in the area, come here. And he literally got people in town to come there and scare the cops away. That is they couldn't amazing. arrest him because he was live. You know, they were trying to get him to get out of the car so he would start fighting so they'd have a reason to arrest him. Wow. And uh, basically they said the reason they were arresting him because he caused a public disturbance like a couple days earlier at like a Walgreens or whatever, or some store. And uh, the disturbance was he refused to wear a mask. He bought his goods and he left. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. At real Chris Sky on right. Instagram. I have a serious question. Okay. So you know how this great reset, you know, everyone's wearing masks, the, the vaccines are coming, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. 1920, Spanish flu, same thing, masks, yep. vaccines, mass die-off, 1820, cholera, 1720, plague. So every hundred years or so, it looks like possibly they try to kill off all the old people and more to erase history. Because if you just have a bunch of, you know, young kids... They yeah. basically can reset society. Do you think that my interview with Ruth, <laughs> when I told everybody to uh, to go interview old people, made them start this? Like, like we better start now. <laughs> They're figuring I, it out. They're going to go tap the old people for information. I, I think you know. I think the plan was probably already there since it, they've done it so many times. They might have started they, like a couple months early, though. Or they something. they surely had to start a little bit earlier because of that interview with Ruth. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I think you're hundred percent dead on. And yeah, I think there, there is a strange pattern. There's a lot, you know, a lot of people are projecting uh, 2022 is when the, the big virus, the actual virus is going to come and all these people that got their vaccines and have been wearing their masks and have been had stuff poked up into their brain. That's when the big die off is going to happen. And, and yes, as, as the old people, go away you do have an opportunity to essentially so, rewrite history so here's a, another possibility is maybe people won't physically die but the vaccine and the tests will kill your pineal gland or your ability to connect with spirit right and if you can no longer feel god wouldn't you maybe be considered dead yeah, I think I think ultimate death is separation from God. And so, I think that's so that would be the zombie apocalypse, right? That would be hell on earth. Absolutely. You got all of these soul these people that can't connect with God. They might be soulless at that point. And uh then they realize then if there's a food shortage, you know my theory on that. They can only eat the healthy people, and that's when we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> only they can right. only eat the unvaccinated. <laughs> Um, this took a turn. It did take a turn. I, I was wanting to do a podcast to end on a good note. All right, you know, let's do some speak pipes. We'll take a break. We'll do a couple random speak pipes, unless you have another topic. No, let's do some speak pipes. Then I want to talk about my book at the end, and we'll we'll shut her down. All right, awesome. We'll be right back. My fellow Americans, when will you be getting for yourself, your family, and friends the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac App Clock app? I need you to get this. It's so important. 
tells us where we are and who and why. Now, and here's the point. We're all in different places. Where's the sun? Why is the moon there? They tell, they say it, we live on a flat plane. Got to get this on your phone. The Apple or Gandroid, listen to this. Kids love it. And I love kids. Do this for yourself, for your family. Go get the flat, the, or flat Earth, Sun and Moon Zodiac up clock. Ask for it by name. I thank you all. I'm happy to take questions. What is the Flat Earth Podcast? Come on, man. Well, now, one thing, you have a theory about the moon, and we expect to be able to get observable facts about the moon fairly soon. Um, what is your theory? Well, uh, it is by now rather more than a theory. Uh, 10 or 11 years ago, I stated to various scientists that the moon is not a piece of rock, but it is a plasma, a plasma phenomenon, a cosmic plasma, uh, and that this fact will eventually be confirmed. I made certain predictions which were already confirmed in 1958 and the situation now is coming close to a complete confirmation. What will be the result if you are proved to be correct in your theories? The result will be uh, profound and decisive because it will give proof that a complete re reinvestigation of the laws of nature is necessary because if the moon is a plasma no man will ever land on it, the soft landing attempts will all fail that means that the mass of the moon is less, far less, than is currently assumed. It's in a different state of energy and it has far less mass. That means there is no more explanation for the tides. If the moon, for example, had only a thousandth part of its current mass, then the tides would only be two inches high and the conventional theories instead of sometimes 14 feet. And that means that if it is proved that the moon is a plasma, then all gravitational theories are out and the new concept of the cosmos and of its laws has to be evolved. Aren't you being a bit adventurous though because uh, you know we're going to be able to test out your theories on the moon fairly soon? Well not anymore. Eleven years ago uh, of course uh, it was rather taking a risk. I was considered a lunatic of course but by now the evidence, accumulated evidence is already so much in my favour that I'm not taking any risks anymore. On the contrary uh, there is scientific views expressed all over the world now that uh, the moon uh, seems to be of a quite different nature of what was assumed. But and the, the Americans and Russians are thinking of landing men on it. Uh, well, that will never happen. Yes, but the moon is definitely, as I assert, a plasma. Folks, Alex Jones here, just reminding everybody that we've got a huge special on the website on mental force. Right now, you buy two bottles, uh, you get one for free, and if that's not a deal you can't be with a stick, I don't know what is. So if you're looking for mental clarity, something to clear the cobwebs, uh, to focus, mental force is the answer. The other answer, in addition to mental force, is, well, just take a daily dose of the Flat Earth Clock app. You can get it on, on the uh, iTunes store, Android. It's available for all phones. Uh, go ahead and install that. And every day, get up. Check the video of the day on the Flat Earth Clock app. It's incredible. It's your dose of truth. It helps you think clearly. Between that and the mental force, that will empower you to look into the eyes of the globalist and tell them, hey, no more. We're tired of you trying to take our guns. We're tired of you trying to put poison into our infants. We're tired of you uh, poisoning the water supply 
And we're tired of you telling us what shape the world that we live on is. Mental force, two, buy two, get one free. And, and the Flat Earth Clock app, get them both. Think clearly. All right, back with more later. Donald J. Trump here with tremendous news for everybody. This is so good. You know, I love listening to you guys. We got the Air Force, we got the Space Force. And now I'm announcing, I was just joking, and we said, what a great idea. We're gonna have the Flat Earth Force. Flat Earth Force is so important. Tremendous stuff for all mankind. And Dave, I want you, you're gonna be heading up the Department of Domeland Security, gonna do such a good job. Matt, too, you're gonna be there as well. Melania keeps asking, where's Jay? She loves his voice, you know. I say, honey, it's okay. Jay's gone to China. He's in China right now. But he'll be back soon, I'm sure. The Flat Earth Podcast, making America flat again. Yeah, one more thing I forgot to mention, another question I get asked uh, all the time. If I had a dollar for every time I got asked this question, <laughs> tell you what, um, I get asked all the time, Jones, what can we do? How can we do our part uh, in the battle against tyranny, in the fight against these these global elitists, these, these scum, these evil uh, perpetrators of wrongdoing? And I say, you're right, they are evil. They are killing our babies. They are eating our babies, folks. And what I tell them is the one way that you can fight a globalist is you've got to fight the globe itself. And the way you can do that is to head over to uh, whatever your app store is, whether it's iTunes or Google. Not sure uh, all the ones, but you know what I mean. Head over there and download the uh, Flat Earth Clock, the Sun and Moon app. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, you'll learn something new on there every day. Just click on the video of the day. And uh, I like to play around with the um, the time-lapse feature where you, you can see like three months worth of the, of the sun and the moon. And um, I'm still trying to put it all together myself, folks. But I'll tell you what, it is the truth. And truth is what is going to fight tyranny and these evil scumbags that are eating our babies. All right, I... I gotta take a break before I get too wound up. Uh, go download the app. All right, back later with more. My fellow citizens, this is, I'm not wearing this, I'm not wearing the mask. I hate the mask, stupid. If you're in lockdown and you're quarantined, you're in hospital bed, this is a very tough, very tough time. You don't know what day it is, the sun's up, it's down, maybe, where's the moon? And you can't ask the guy in the bed next to you. He's probably a dummy. So that's when you need the flat earth, sun, moon, and zodiac clock. More than ever, it's so good. No wonder it's gone viral. Flat earth, sun, and moon clock app. Don't leave home without it. In fact, don't leave home at all. Stay safe. Live long. Prosper. Trump out. And, you know, listen, I have callers on hold every day who say we shouldn't vaccinate. And, and, and unlike most dumb conspiracies like Flat Earth, this one actually could kill us because right. these fucking people do refuse to believe scientists.
You know, I don't care if you want to believe in the flat earth. If you want to want to walk around like a moron, that's fine. You're not hurting me. All right, welcome back. We um, let me do that over again. You know what? Let me not do that over. That's this is that's that's the show, right? <laughs> welcome back to the Flat Earth Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the the break and a, a little word from our sponsors who control every word that we say and make sure that we don't don't get off path at all. Um, let's do some speak pipes, Dave. You got you got some lined up. I'm going to do some random ones. I haven't listened to any of them. Been quite busy doing all these interviews. I'm doing like 20 plus a week. So if one of them's Red's rhetoric, I'm hanging up. <laughs> Here we go. This one is from Terry. In the heliocentric model, a year is the time it takes the Earth to go around the sun one time. In the geocentric model, what is a year? What does it mean? And do we even need to keep track of years? I've tried to find the answer on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Star app, and I can't find the answer to this question. And I hope that you will address it at some point. Thanks so much for all you do. That's a very easy one. But, you know, Matt, you want to answer it? I know the answer. No, no. I was going to let you do it since you since you were the creator of the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. The sun travels from the inner tropic of Cancer to the outer tropic of Capricorn. That you know changed- what? Pa- pa- pause, Dave. Describe what that is on the flatter. So you've got the, the Tropic of Cancer is a small circle. Then you got the equator, which is a little bit larger circle. And then you got the Tropic of Capricorn, right? Right. The equator is halfway between the center of the flat earth and the outer edge, which is the shoreline of Antarctica. So, And then there's a smaller circle uh, inside of that. That's the Tropic of Cancer. That circles around the northern countries. And then the larger circle outside of the equator is the Tropic of Capricorn. And the sun travels, uh, it migrates in between them. It takes six, six months to go out to the Tropic of Capricorn and six months to come back to the Tropic of Cancer. So that equals a year. It crosses over the equator twice and it touches each tropic once. So that would be a year. Right. So let's say the sun starts at the equator, works its way out to the Tropic of Cancer, or works its way into the Tropic of Cancer, back to the equator, out to Capricorn, back to the equator, one year. And on the app, you can uh, you can turn the fast, super fast forward on and watch it go around 365 times, or you can use the little jumping guy and jump it a month at a time, and then uh, then you could then you could see what each month looks like, and that is a year. All right. Next one is from. Gary. My question is, uh, what do you think about this space force that they put into effect before the last president went out of office and what will be its use in relation to a flat earth? So I think that one space is just anything above the Kármán line, anything above 100 kilometers or 62.5 miles. That's that's what they delineate as space. And so I think there is space quote unquote, between the Kármán line and the dome. And I think that the Space Force will be a branch of the government that concentrates on warfare above that line. And so I think there is room for Space Force on a flat Earth. Now, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people were thinking because uh, that the Space Force would be totally fake because, you know, there is no space, but I think there actually technically is if you want to say there's some room between the Kármán line 
and and the firmament. You don't have to call it space, but I, I think that's where that branch of the government will concentrate if if you believe in that sort of thing. I'm going to take it slightly different. It's a space farce. It's all <laughs> control our minds. And uh, one day when they try to do a fake alien invasion, Space Force is going to save the world and it's going to unite the whole world and it's all going to be a farce. And I can see that as well. Next one's from Joe. Here we go, Joe. Hello, David. This is Joe Nazaro. I had hoped to come to meet you and to uh, meet people in Connecticut and East Berlin yesterday. My wife wouldn't let me go. My daughters wouldn't let me go. I have a cousin who's in a nursing home, and I'm not meant to um, break this lockdown, um, at least formally. And they felt that it would be too dangerous for me to cross state lines and go to a place where people may not be wearing masks that was crowded. So I had to stay home, and I'm very disappointed. Um, Hopefully, if you do it again... I'll certainly be there. I'll go down to Connecticut. Or if ever you're up in Boston, please let me know. Um, I would host you if my wife would agree to that. Um, I've tried to have a meetup up here. It went over like a lead balloon. I had a library room for um, four hours, and I was there by myself reading, even after advertising it. But anyway, my phone number is 781-439. Oops, all right, there we go. Man, Joe, he's like Joe Everyman. This is why you need to gift the app to everybody. You need some flat earth friends. Right, right. If your wife loves you, have her watch the daily video every day with you. Okay, just every day at breakfast, hey, let's watch our daily video. And within two weeks, she'll be a flat earther and then you can come. Right, right. And then she'll put it on her Facebook too and maybe more people will come. But, you know, I think... Joe represents a lot of people out there that are waking up because of maybe because of COVID and they're having, maybe they have a little more time to look into some of these things and their spouse isn't coming along with them. So I totally agree with Dave on sharing the app. And, and I, I forget people are actually scared out there because I'm not, you know, know, I don't, I I never, nothing to be scared of. And and by the way, there wasn't a single face mask in the entire thing. I thought 10 or 20 people would come. We had probably 150 people. And everyone was packed in there. Greatest time ever. Super spreader event. Nobody died. Yeah. And like you, like we said, flat earthers like don't believe in COVID. Yeah. Flat earthers don't believe in COVID. It's unbelievable that people, that, that people are changing their lives because of that fear. Unbelievable. Yeah. Next one's from Timothy. I don't know. I'm having fun with these. We got to do a couple more. Okay. This is a comment more than a question. Uh, after I started to watch this Flat Earth stuff, your videos, and I talked to my wife about it, she's reminding me that when we went on vacation in Manitoulin Island, Canada in 2012 in July, that we saw something like two moons in the, in the night sky. And uh, I can't know, I can't recall why, I don't know why I wouldn't recall this, because that to me would be significant. I'm hoping that I took a picture. I'm going to try to go through my photo archives on my computer and see if I can find a photo, if I took a photo of that. Um, And incidentally, kind of interesting in this location of Manitoulin Island, they have a, there's a, there's an island on Manitoulin Island. So there's a saying that 
it's an island there's an island on a lake on an island on a lake this place on Manitoulin Island and and I think that's kind of interesting with the continents being you know on a continent on an ocean of the Antarctic basin that's interesting thanks yeah really cool our kids are gonna grow up and say what's a vacation do what you know people don't travel anymore <laughs> but very yeah that's cool I've I've Good. never heard of two. I've never heard of a, a two moon phenomenon. Have you? Um, there's well, there's lots of phenomenon, you know, and and it depends on what's going on in the sky. I don't know. Was he looking through glass? Um, was he drinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, with the optics in the sky, I, you know, the way the sun is, the sun and the moon, I believe, are being beamed in. Depending on the atmosphere, you know, it could come in in two places, just like where we see sun dogs. Sometimes it's like, wow, it looks like there's two suns. So, right. Maybe it was a night where he could see the projector moon and the projected moon. I don't know. Yeah. You need cool. more information. Um, next one's from Mohammed. Hey, Dave. Uh, do you have any explanation of how the moon change phases every 29 days? I seen your app it just change on its own without any interference. Uh, is that happen within the moon itself or something else ex- external that makes it to change? Thank you. I think that the the moon phases are, are definitely correlated to where the sun is. I, I don't think the moon is reflecting the light of the sun. I believe it's producing its own light. But as far as how that actually works, Dave, you got any you got any ideas? The sunlight is projecting at something, and there was like a little hill, uh, edge of a crater or a sand dune or whatever. Uh, there would be a shadow beyond it because it's blocking the sunlight. Well, I think that the sun is sending electricity, and just like it would send sunlight, and that electricity is hitting the moon and fluorescing the moon. Like if I had a, a whole wall filled with LED lights, and I had a Tesla coil, and I held it near the wall, it would light up a certain area of those lights. But if I brought like uh, my hand or you know a piece of cardboard or something in between them it would it would shadow it would some of those lights would go out it wouldn't fluoresce so i think that the right. sun powers the moon the moon is its own light and if there are those um you know hills and valleys on the moon or whatever it is uh that there would be these shadows uh, you know but not not shadows there would just be these areas of blocked energy right exactly all right yeah. next one is from christian Morning, Jesus here, Christian from Sioux City, and um, you don't need to put this on the show or anything. But you had a call <laughs> on the show. Uh, <laughs> Too late. Here, that um, he said that the app isn't very good, and that's not a slight against you. Um, the problem I'm having is that every single device, other than my cell phone, says that it's incompatible. And um, I mean, I'd be willing to donate even more money to you to help out um but the thing is is that you're still stuck on episode uh whatever from like december of last year are you, are you did you abandon the flat podcast <laughs> what is going on here there's like literally no information to get from point a to jaren's channel on d live and all the other places where we can find podcasts it's just non-existent there's like literally no roadmap to collaborate here now i found a lot of the resources but that it, it was hard the average person's not going to be as good as me at, at doing that so i'm just i'm reaching out to you brother because i want to help i want this to grow <laughs> I, I feel like that that should be our an advertisement for the flatter podcast <laughs> <laughs> um 
<clears throat> well, I, I, I don't know what other devices. It only works on phones. I'm not sure if he's using it on phones. Maybe you have the old phones. You're uh, if it's, you have an Android, it's you not, have to have it's not working. It's not working on his Game Boy. It's not working on, on his computer. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't work on computers. Um, it only works on in, on Android and Apple phones. You have to have a uh, iPhone 6.0 or higher. The the iPhone 6 is borderline. Um, and uh, you have to. What have, about uh, what about PlayStation? It, it, no PlayStation or Xbox. Okay. And, and Android, okay. you have to have a operating system 8.0 or higher. There's been some new updates. There was some issues before, so try again. But if it's not working, if anyone's having a problem with the app, you can send an email to info at theflatearthpodcast.com with the make and model of your phone, the issue, if you got a screen recording, screenshot, whatever, and <clears throat> we can fix it. No problem. So, and, um, and where can he send money? <laughs> he can send money. <laughs> donate to my Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash D I T R H. And um, you could be part of these flat smackings or, as it turns out to be just hangouts with a bunch of flat earthers. <laughs> uh, maybe let's, maybe let's do one more. And uh, wait, and uh, the last thing is where's the best place to find all good flat earth information. It is on the app, but that's a catch 22 because it's not working on his computer or his game boy. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, just follow Globusters. That's uh that's uh, the best. <laughs> Globusters and ODD reality. <laughs> All right, uh, Megan. This one's from Megan. Hey, I was just wondering if you had a show or a video that you could point me to where you speak more in depth on the things that you speak about on your interviews where you're talking about the moon being like in your perception and things like that where you kind of hint that in the interview shows what you don't go in depth on and i really want to go in depth on those like not where it's like a one minute clip or anything like that if it was um you know uh you actually like breaking it all down and actually speaking about your thoughts on those types of things and so if you could let me all right we get the point that. Yeah, well, I was just thinking someone should create an app that has all the answers. All the answers like in depth, subject by subject. <laughs> <laughs> what, what app would that be? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, if you if you don't have my app already, it's the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. But Glowbusters on Sunday afternoons uh, does a three, four-hour show in depth on lots of stuff. Um, it, and it takes time. You got to watch show after show after show. That's a great place. Um, and the other thing is we do, uh, Jaron, Jaron and I do uh, Monday night raw on uh, TFR and on the Jaronism raw YouTube channel where you can call in and ask a question and we can have an in-depth conversation about it, but that's just audio. And then um, we do a Thursday show in the afternoon, usually 3 PM Eastern where you can call in on video and we can talk and do stuff visual. So that's always a good place to ask these questions. Yeah. Awesome. You know, then, Dave, I've, I've had, I've had so much fun. We should do this again sometime <laughs> this year. Maybe Wait, let's, let's do one more. Come on. One more. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we should do at least one more. We should do one more or, or maybe two more. <laughs> this one's from James. Hi, David. Um, I'm actually just redoing this. I didn't realize I got only a minute and 
a half to write a message. So just quick, I'm from England. My name's James. I, uh, I'm facing north, according to my compass. To my left, I can see a beautiful, really nice sunset, and I can see the sun perfect, um, just sort of heading over the horizon. Um, or, you know, heading out of sight, however you want to look at it. To my right, I can see a perfect, perfect, clear, round moon clear as you like nice clear skies on a globe earth should i be able to see both um not sure where that is or isn't possible um it may well be what i really wanted to do was uh try and speak to some relatives i've got in america right now and see what they can see kind of a, a live thing just to say like if they can see the moon uh, the sun now and i can see the sun now what does that mean if someone you know, to, to the east or whatever could see the moon right now and I can see the moon right now. What does that mean? Um, it's a shame we can't draw a nice straight line between all of us. Um, I think you obviously probably could. So do you probably. But I'd just like to know what it all means, like whether we can, does that, you know, confirm or deny or whatever or mean nothing. It's possible on both. But, yeah, I can see, clear as you like, 5.30 p.m. exactly, GMT. Uh, so, as I said, I'm in England. All right, you got cut off, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I I think you know the whole point of the globe model is is to convince people that they can't trust their senses. And so even if you can see both the sun and the moon at the same time, both on the horizon, they're actually going to tell you that that light is actually bending around the globe. Anyways, they're going to say, well, those are actually below the horizon. You actually can't see them in real life, but you can. Because we've created this, uh, what do you want to call it? And he was saying, he was saying he could see the sun is going away. Um, we won't be able to see the sun because it's already, he's already six hours ahead of us. But he, we probably see the moon setting while he sees it rising, because it's just circling around. And and a really good place to visualize how that works. You know where that is, Matt? Um, the flatter sun, moon, and zodiac clock. App? Yes, <laughs> you look at it. it shows you right where the sun and the moon are, and and uh, you know, and when if it's in you know a quarter of a sweep either way, you can see it. All right, how many more, Matt? One. Let's two. do one more. Let's do one more. One more. All right, Timothy. Hi, David. Love your show. My question is in regards to Mercury and Venus in the night sky. I was going to convince a friend of mine when I heard the idea that we should not be able to see mercury and venus in the night sky according to the solar system theory because they are on the sunny side of earth however i was rebutted that we can only see mercury and venus in the in the early evening and when i looked online i saw images probably from nasa showing venus and mercury in the night sky with the sun at the same time uh, are those fake photos and are there photos that we could find that show mercury and venus at night with no sun at, at all and then secondly how would we prove that those were not fake that those were not fake photos thank you yeah so i i think it's a good argument i've personally haven't done the study i would assume that uh, you know an issue with the earth's tilt would allow us to see venus and mar or venus and mercury at you know certain early hours or late hours there was and a time last year where uh, where a bunch of people not a bunch of people everyone saw it was Merc mercury at like 11 p.m like close to midnight 
So that's I, impossible. I would, I would think that. Model. Yeah, I would think that shouldn't be possible. <clears throat> impossible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Impossible. Yes. Well, um, anything, anything to add on that? Uh, nothing to add on that. That's about it. And um, we're going to have to cut this short because it is late here. It's late. Yes. Every, probably late everywhere. Yes. Um, it's late here. It's not as late out here. The only other thing I want to talk about was that I actually finished my book and, and it's out there. What book to is buy. that? Is that so, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app book? <laughs> <laughs> it's mentioned in there, but, uh, and once I get oh, back to the US. Now I got to buy it. Damn it. No, you don't have to no, buy I'm it. it. Once I'm I get to the US, it. I'll send it to you. But if you go to book.woke.town, you can get The House That Jesus Built by Moi, is by Matt good? Long. I think it's good. Yeah. I talk about why I, I mentioned all the things that were big for me for flat earth. So it's, it's, it's a, it mentions a lot about scripture. It talks about Antarctica. It talks about NASA's roots. It talks about the fake pictures of the earth. It talks about how NASA still employs artists today. And, and then it also has a chapter on the reliability of the Bible, which is what I base a lot of my decisions on. So it, it really is a book specific to me. You know, someone may read it and say, oh, I wish you'd have mentioned this, mentioned that. But again, it's, it's the things that affected me uh, as far as flat earth goes. And, and it really, really lays down how, uh, like I mentioned earlier, science is an attack on our senses, basically saying we can't trust them. And that the goal of all this, even, even like Dave says, is to hide that there is God, there is a creator. And, you know, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite stories in there is I talk about how, uh, you know, they want us to start ignoring all these ancient writings that, that mention flat earth and that mention a, a lot of different things that, that modern man no longer subscribes to. And, and I use the example of when I was in college, I played a tennis match. And you could go to the historic record. You could go to the University of Oklahoma website and find an article on the match. You could go to the University of Colorado website and find an article on match. And you could probably go to the Big 12 website and still find an article on the match. And you could read those articles and you could find out exactly what happened in the match. You could find out who won, who lost, what time they played, the temperature. Um, you could find the names of the guys that played. Or you could send someone who wasn't alive at that time to go do a scientific study on the court. And what's going to be a more accurate account of what happened? Well, it's going to be the written account. It's going to be the people that were there, the eyewitnesses who wrote down what they saw. And that's the point I make in the book, because you would have to be a complete fool to believe a scientific study done on a tennis court, as opposed to people who were there writing accounts of what actually happened. So that's one of the, that's one of the big points that I push in the book is that we need to get back to lending credence to these ancient accounts, as opposed to uh, forming entire belief systems based off bias interpretations of numbers, readings, and measurements. So that, that's, that's a big push for the book. And um, yeah, I was excited to get it done and yeah, uh, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to to getting it and reading it on my next vacation right well that, the, that, the, would be, the, <laughs> that could be never um so you 
the only thing I was going to add was, you know, you and I make short videos, right? And yeah. so one, the idea of going somewhere and giving a 45 minute speech is like, how, how many short videos can I string together to make a 45 minute speech? Well, the big joke with this book is if I could have only made it nine pages longer, I could have got my name on the spine. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a thin book. it's a thin book. You could read it in probably a couple hours. And, and I purposely made it short one, because I, I can't write a long book because I only do short videos. I like but, it. But, but two, because I wanted you to be able to plop it on someone's desk, like a pastor or a fellow Christian, at least in my case, is kind of who, uh, who I wrote it towards. You could plop it on their desk and they might actually read it. You know, if, if, you, if you plop Edward Henry's 700-page masterpiece on someone's desk, you know, that's a daunting read to even start, right? You know, for the zombie so apocalypse, I, I have the crossbow to first take out the few, the first few, then the rifle, you know, take out a few, <laughs> right? And then they know I got the shotgun before they come through the door. Then I got the pistols. Then I got Ed, a box of Edward's books. Okay. They're coming up the stairs. I think I could take out a whole bunch of them with his book. Oh, that's awesome. That's totally awesome. Yeah. Just hit him right in the gut. It'll take him right back down the stairs. Yeah. You hit him right in the centroid. It is actually the fattest book I've ever had. The, the one version. <laughs> unbelievable. I got the hardcover. Yeah. Too. It's the fattest book. Oh, the fattest. Oh, book. wow. It's but you amazing. know what? Just like Dr. Emoto, you know, you write hate on the on the water and then he throws it just by writing a word on the on the jar. You know the whole story, right? No, I don't so, know that. You, you know, where he froze the water and he, he, he yelled at the water and he like he wrote on the bottle love on one bottle. He wrote hate on another bottle and then he flash froze the water and they had total different crystalline patterns. And it's Weird. just the energy of a word. So having these books. The book has a vibration just from the written word. This world is a crazy place. And uh, well, I totally believe that's a thing. So I'm looking at my book, my bookshelf, and I'm wondering if it's really what kind of vibrations coming off of that. Right. Well, crazy books in there. Maybe if you put my book at the front door, they wouldn't come in. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the vibration of my book that I got. I got Edward Henry. <sighs> I ever told. I've got um, how to meditate. I've got. Um, I've got nobody got four, died of Sandy Hook. Yeah, you got the four. <laughs> nobody died there. of Boston either. <laughs> I've got, uh, you know, where did the towers go? <laughs> we never went to any, the moon. Got any mud flood books in there? Oh, yeah. They, nice. They're all in nice. there. Well, great. I, I think we've made it to the end of another Flat Earth podcast. All right. Thanks, everybody. I think we've done and, it. Uh, this should be out before the solar return festival in south carolina and that's flatearthfestivals.com in green i always get it wrong greenville south carolina um wow. are, are you um, going i'm going march 20 what is it march 26 and 27th next yeah, week cool. next friday and saturday whatever that is end of march last friday yeah. and saturday of march awesome sounds good well you guys can find me at Woke Town on Instagram and YouTube, and I guess t at Woke Town on Telegram in case we get kicked off of all those platforms. And you can find the book at book.woke.town. Dave, where can we find you? You can find me at the Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app on Google and Apple. But um, if you don't have uh, a computer or a Game Boy that can run the app, you can. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you can just go to the Flat Earth Podcast Facebook page, the Flat Earth Podcast.com, the Flat Earth Podcast Instagram. Or pretty much anybody's YouTube channel because you're doing so many interviews right now. Yeah, just search David Weiss Flat Earth and search by date and uh, you will be overloaded. That is awesome. Well, Dave, thanks. Thank you guys for listening and we'll be back soon. All right, thanks. If you want to make a new world, you have to change what they say. Me down. I heard that light is faster than sound, but why the 
building explode and fall to the ground. I never saw the light.